Welcome to the Dream for Others podcast. I'm Naomi Arnold, an award-winning business and life passion coach, writer, speaker, and human rights activist. This show features inspiring conversations with those who use their platform, passions, and uniqueness to make a difference in the world. If you are big-hearted, open-minded, a lifelong learner, and are on a mission to help create a better world, this is the podcast for you. Now let's get started and dream for others. Today I am honoured to have Kylie Lowe on the Dream for Others podcast. She is a tenacious, energised, short-haired cancer survivor and thriver, the founder of the successful social enterprise Joining Hands, a mother of two beautiful daughters, a mad surfer, psychology graduate and a near dancer. She is wildly passionate about social justice, youth homelessness, healing, health and well-being for all. I cannot wait to chat to Kylie and learn more about the incredible difference that I know she is having by providing access to health and well-being services to homeless and vulnerable young people, as well as a number of other programs and initiatives that she and her team have created under Joining Hands. Hello, Kylie, and thank you so much for joining me on the Dream for Others podcast today. Good morning, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me, and it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's such an honor for me. Uh, your name just kept coming up when <laughs> when I said I was going to be doing this podcast, so I was very excited when you said yes. Thank you. Thank you, and I'm very grateful to my community for yeah rallying behind me and joining hands and, and putting us forward. Yeah, well, you're obviously doing good things if they're, <laughs> if they're doing that. So I can't wait to, to share some of those good things, I guess, with those who are listening. Great. Thank you. Me too. Well, to start with, do you mind just sharing a bit about your story and, and how Joining Hands came to be? Yes. So <laughs> a little bit of background. So my background is I have a degree in psychology and I've spent the last 19 years in the youth homelessness sector, so working with young people experiencing homelessness in different sectors, both community and government. And I'm also a classically trained homeopath, biotherapist and Reiki practitioner. So I kind of put all that together combined with a cancer journey back in 2008 I saw an unmet need in our communities and in the work I was doing that vulnerable homeless young people didn't have access to natural therapies, to another way to heal through trauma and abuse. So looking at that gap and the social enterprise sector, we kind of started a conversation back in 2011 and yeah, created Joining Hands in 2012. That's very brief. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a combination of big heart, love of learning and experience there. <laughs> yeah, so it's been it's um, been pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And it's come around pretty quickly, really. It has, it has. So for those who aren't familiar with what a social enterprise is or with what Joining Hands does. Can you just tell us a bit about that as well and why you chose to go down that path in terms of a social enterprise and, and what that means in terms of what you do and what you offer? 
back in 2008, I was diagnosed with cancer, and then 2009, I came back working with vulnerable and homeless young women at a service in Brisbane. And so this is years before joining hands. I started running a monthly clinic, providing them with access to bone therapy and Reiki, getting amazing results, profound impact. We'd have up to 12, 13 young women coming along with their children. So at that point, we applied for one or two grants, government grants, and were knocked back. And it was at that point my manager at the time and good friend suggested exploring a social enterprise as a model. So that's what we did. We really looked at how can we create a sustainable and innovative business model where we generate our own revenue and income and can create our own give back program, not reliant on government or external for funding. Mm. That's why we chose social enterprise as a model. She likes a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, my life. <laughs> <laughs> Although getting government funding is a challenge too. So. Yeah, and, and really I find that frustrating and yes. a lot of detail, a lot of things that don't light me up. And I think we started out extremely naively, which I think to start out any other way you probably wouldn't start. So it was perfect. Yeah, well, it's one of those things that a lot of the time you don't know what you're getting into until you start doing it, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what does Joining Hands look like now? What are some of the things that you that you do there for those who haven't discovered you yet? Our kind of bigger vision is connecting everyone through wellbeing. So it's about educating and empowering vulnerable and homeless young people to live a life filled with joy, health and purpose. How we do that, I mean, we've pivoted along the way, obviously, and evolved and it's changed. At the moment, we have four main revenue streams. We have workplace wellness, so workplace massage, events massage, so we'll provide massage at big events like Bridge to Brisbane, Gold Coast Marathon, plus smaller community events. We run a one-day retreat in kind of in line with International Women's Day in March. That's another way we generate revenue. And what I'm most passionate about is we also have our Give Back Ambassador Program. Pretty big pivot in 2014 and launched that in May last year. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about that? I know people are getting really interested in ambassadorship programs at the moment and how we can use on them and and make change with them our ambassador program is we've created so back in 2014 we decided to create a platform and a program where individuals students sole traders and businesses could kind of plug in and join our movement creating an even greater impact so we have four levels. It is a contribution model. There's many levels to the model. So there's from student to platinum. So there's four levels of subscription. With that subscription, every month there's an impact from that subscription. So we also send out 
an impact certificate. So each ambassador every three months get it, receives an impact certificate so they know exactly where their contribution has gone. So it's a real, true, real, local, direct impact on homeless and vulnerable young people. That would be incredibly rewarding to receive and to give out to them all as well and on your end. It is, it is. And do you, I imagine that setting up an ambassadorship program sounds simple. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds simple but isn't. (laughs) Do you have any advice for anyone that's that's thinking about going down that path or is it just just join someone else's, like yours, become an ambassador for joining hands? It's much easier. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, we... I was blessed to be selected as one of 10 social entrepreneurs to go through Impact Academy, which is a social accelerator social enterprise incubator program in Brisbane. So I spent the second half of 2014 in that program, which for me changed everything, absolutely everything. It was through that program that we came up with the idea of the ambassador program and as I said that was then another eight months in kind of creating and launching that program and then I spent the first three or four months of this year reworking the model. I mean it's it's interesting for me there's days where I know this is going a little bit off track I want to quit it's too hard it's overwhelming I juggle a lot I have a quite a big life and it always comes back to if I don't do this, who will do it? You know, there's really nobody else doing what we're doing. It's so it's constantly for me coming back to that my big why, my north star, my purpose. It's like boom. Okay, there's no yeah. It's it's why I'm on the planet. It's so for me it's what I do. If I wasn't that strong and powerful, mm. it would be hard to keep going. Yes, yes, for sure. And I can see where you could draw energy or hope or strength from that when things are really full on and busy or difficult uh, or even the daily grind with trying to get up some of these amazing programs that take a lot of effort behind the scene. Yeah, absolutely. What was the original question about creating your own ambassador program? Yeah, whether you'd have any tips there or is it is it is that something that you learnt, I guess, through Impact Academy and and the the people you had around you to and you just did it one step at a time? Yeah, absolutely. So I had great business coaches and mentorship. Yeah. Um, so one thing I'd recommend is support. You know, if if you're looking at I mean, there's a lot of awesome support around social enterprise model these days. Got School of Social Entrepreneurs, Social Traders, Impact Academy, the Difference Incubator. So in terms of the social enterprise space, when I started, there wasn't as much around. There's Queensland Social Enterprise Council. Now there's a lot more support that you can plug into and a lot more resources. I My biggest tip would be to explore your own why and what you're most passionate about and then potentially look at who your existing community is. So for us, our ambassador program kind of worked. So in the last just over a year, we've now got 60 
sole traders, students and businesses on board growing around Australia as ambassadors. And that happened, I'm really passionate about real-life connection, real-life events. So we've done a lot of engagement in community from day one. You know, being at events, networking, it's it's that relationship building and, and trust. So to have that community initially that you inspire and can lead people and that they can really connect and resonate with your vision and your why is essential to then be able to create an ambassador program and, you know, people really need to feel that they're contributing in a meaningful and real way. Yes, I think it sounds like a lot of the time we we overcomplicate things a lot and think, like we future trip a lot, I guess, and if we were just to focus on our why and our community around us and what we can do to connect and and help the humans <laughs> or the environment, if that's what you're into around yeah. you, well, the rest starts to unfold, especially when you have that support and those like-minded people with the similar passions and, and creative thinking, I guess, around you. Yeah, it's it's absolutely, and it's been phenomenal. We, our ambassador tribe, I mean, it, it's it's grown and it's changed, so they receive a lot of benefits being an ambassador, including, I mean, obviously they're part of our collective. For those that are super, super passionate, they can also get involved with us in the giving back with the homeless and vulnerable young people. So we get approached by a lot of people saying, hey, I'm a nutritionist or naturopath or massage therapist. I really want to do something. You've done it. How can we plug in? So that's another way. You, those that are ambassadors that are really passionate, they come with us as well and get to provide what their craft and what they love to those in deep need with our support. So we've facilitated a lot of – we have all partnerships with youth organisations. That how that – part of the social enterprise model works that's amazing and is that beyond your own local community that spreads is that is that mostly retained there at the moment or has it spread starting to spread Mm. so at the moment it's mainly brisbane gold coast in initial discussions at the moment we have an ambassador in perth who's keen to start providing give back in perth and also melbourne and sydney so for us the it's incredible, you know, that ability to scale and grow nationally. So where we have passionate and engaged ambassadors, we can deliver an impact. So I then facilitate a partnership with, and I've spoken to these few ambassadors and says, you know, really inspire them to find a local organisation that they resonate with. And then I facilitate that agreement and partnership. And then we put that in place. Fantastic. So if there's anyone listening and they're not in Brisbane and the Gold Coast, they can still <laughs> they can still get involved in this way as well by the sounds of it. Yeah, absolutely. And that, uh, yeah, I have a pretty big vision of I'd love thousands of ambassadors nationally is where where I want us to be. Ah, that would be amazing. With those, I know uh, with the audience for this podcast that we'll have a lot of business owners and bloggers and mm-hmm. and creatives and people like that listening who may not uh, be interested in setting up a social enterprise but they do want to give back in some way. I'm curious to know 
whether you would have any advice for them, uh, whether it would be around connecting with your why and, and your community or whether there'd be anything else that you'd like to share too about how they can how they can give back through their work, even if they don't have a massive platform or lots of money yet. Yeah, absolutely. So again, I think really important to explore your why, mm-hmm. what you're passionate about, and also look at what what is my strength, what is what is my skill set. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be financial contribution. It's we all have such different areas of strength and different audiences that we can reach and collaborate and support each other to have an even greater impact. So I think it's about exploring all of that and potentially looking at this is my why, and then looking at what's already existing. Who's done this? Profit, an organisation, a social enterprise, and then look at reaching out and going, well, this is my skill set or this is my strength, this is the time I have, how could we potentially, how can we help you? How can we give back? For example, bloggers, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that for us that I know what my strengths are not, and, you know, as, as again, as a collective and collaborating together, we can, yeah, have a huge impact Yes, I love that. And I feel like through my own coaching and I guess my own experience as well, we often skip that step. So many of us don't know what our strengths are for starters Mm. or haven't explored what's around us uh, or what's in our communities. Um, But we know we're passionate about things and we want to make a difference. So I love, yeah, I love that. It's such a simple big thing that we can do to start making a difference no matter where we're at true very true does make would make a huge impact and a lot of us are doing this I've got a small team around me but a lot of this I'm still doing on my own so any support that we can get and give each other helps hugely yes more than we often know and realize yeah that's something I'm always really mindful as well that if I can't contribute in some, you know, to some things in some ways to the level that I would like, that the least I can do is support those who are. I know there are lots of people out there, advocates and and people in you know, like yourself in the social enterprise space who are doing amazing work. Some of them it comes with a lot of self sacrifice, and it can feel lonely because they do get ganged up on sometimes, depending on the issues that they're championing mm-hmm. and. It just just offering them a little bit of support on social media and sharing their work and showing that you're there, uh, even if it's a stranger, can mean more than we realise sometimes to those people. Yes, absolutely it does. Like your Dream for Others podcast, which is so exciting. It's an incredible initiative. Well done. Uh, Thank you. It excites me. I got so excited that I just (laughs) (laughs) – and I get to speak to awesome people like you and, and learn from 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 you so it's selfish as well (laughs) oh it's incredible what inspired the podcast for you I've uh, been getting increasingly interested in how to use platforms for good and I have been getting fired up over the years about this old uh, I think an old way of thinking where we can't involve business with 
politics or issues that are viewed as political and I just want to shake that up a bit and get people to, I don't know, not focus so much on on self in business and and start to use it as a platform for others. And, and, and then I've seen all these amazing people who have different types of platforms, whether it be, you know, fans or community connection or and, and they're doing amazing things with it. And I just thought I'd love to, you know, help inspire other people to do to do things with what they've got around them. So it's, yeah, it's something that's been <laughs> brewing within me and I can see is spreading wings quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. My next question, which I think is one that many people will be interested in, is when we get into this work where we're, helping others a lot and we're giving back and and we're super passionate and we have big hearts and we want to change how things are that sometimes some people struggle then with taking care of themselves because there's so much to do and it's hard to find that balance between self and other for these people these really passionate people I'm wondering whether you've experienced this yourself and and whether you still are, because <laughs> I find it's a constant—it's a constant thing you have to be. I have to be conscious of, uh, and yeah. And if you have, how do you how do you manage that balance between self and other? Very good question. It's a big question, mm-hmm. and I resonated with your I think, newsletter that came out was it this week on the busyness. <laughs> well, and, and for me, it's combined with it. it it's not separate from having gone through cancer. Mm. So always, am I good at this? Not always. It's constant. And like you just said, it's always being conscious and mindful of my stress levels, my energy levels, my passion levels. You know, initially when we built, when I built, started joining hands, I was working up to 60, 60, 70 hours a week, not good self-care, plus it was a single mum with two girls, me every second week, and I'm very passionate and value being a mum as well, so it's drop-offs, it's pick-ups, I'm kind of very hands-on. It got to a point where that was not sustainable, so last year, probably mild adrenal fatigue, which was a Again, a good reminder. And then this year, for me, it's learning moderation. I mean, it's completely stopped or going at a million miles an hour. And then just this year in winter, uh, pneumonia and hospitalised. So pretty had two months of hibernation across winter. So again, you know, my body has been screaming at me. So for me, it, it comes back to... I need to listen to where my body is whispering. And, you know, I'm super passionate. I I do. I surf and I juice and every single morning I do a practice of near five stages. On the floor I do probably 10 minutes of yoga. I dance. I meditate. <laughs> I eat well. It, it, it's, it's just constant. It's, it's a – I don't have an answer. It kind of goes up and down. Like I'll be really great and mindful and meditating and then my energy levels come back and then I'm back into it. But it's interesting for me trying to always balance, as you would know in a business owner, 
the to-do list never stops, never goes away, never shrinks. It's, but I think I've become a lot better this year at, you know, I'm in bed at a reasonable hour now. I try to have weekends off, although I love working on Sunday <laughs> because you don't get into It's one of my favourite days to work. <laughs> and you're talking to me on a Saturday. <laughs> it's really nice. It's kind of quiet. People yeah. are out doing things, not emailing me or phoning me. Mm. I am mindful of my stress levels and how much pressure I'm putting on my nervous system yeah. and my adrenals. And I've just come into perimenopause, which is another delight. Oh, yes. Induced from chemotherapy. Mm. So, you know, really interesting having my hormone levels mm so imbalanced and that impacts on energy levels and mood mm, just, yeah I'm about just entering another quite big transitional phase of my life at what I feel is a young age mm, so throwing another instability in there for you to yes to feel through yeah <laughs> gosh I've answered the question but it's you have yeah I think you have it sounds like it's it, it these things go in waves. We're good at them sometimes. They're not so good at them at other times. And something that you have to be conscious of when you you are so passionate and big-hearted. And, and it sounded like keeping, you know, listening to your body and those whispers and 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 knowing what your warning signs are or your when you said that you're keeping track of stress and energy and passion levels. So. Yeah, you gave a very good answer to that question. <laughs> it's just it's not as simple, you just do this and it's over, you've got it. <laughs> True. And I've actually experienced in my work as well that people who people who have experienced chronic health issues or, or cancer or trauma or something really horrific in their life are often the ones that are very or seem to be super inspired to to make a difference and and help and make a meaningful impact in some way and it can be frustrating for them because their their health their body and and what it's doing doesn't always match up with the progress they want to make on this big mission that they have and and it's this passion that they have boiling within and it's a it's a really tough tension for them to look after themselves and to progress their big dreams as well for the world and I've seen that a lot in my in my coaching uh, work with clients so and I'm just I'm, I'd love to know do you would you have anything to say to those people as someone who's experienced cancer and then who you know you've just shared have had some other health challenges and surprises thrown in as well to complicate life yeah. uh, would you yeah would you have anything to say to those people that have that tension there I can completely resonate with the tension. I think that's another big question. I'm just... I know I didn't give you easy ones, have I? <laughs> no, I, I, I love I love your questions. They're clever and well thought out and inspire thought, which is wonderful and reflection. So, the, I mean, again, there's different elements. So, I mean, it was back in so in 2008 diagnosed aggressive cancer, seven tumours, all through my lymph nodes, had an eight-month-old, four-year-old. So my whole entire life changed. It 
so I've had, I had surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, and it was pretty much told I was not going to make it. Um, again, love a good challenge. So kind of went about creating the the best health team, my own health team. So I embraced Western medicine and then kind of my way. And it was family and friends rallied around me and generated nearly $50,000 in one night. Wow. Yeah, it was phenomenal. That was my sister and brother pretty well organised that event and family. And it was that that gave me nine to ten months off to just heal, really heal. And it was that privilege that was the biggest inspiration for the creation of Joining Hands, that privilege that I had to access the best naturopaths, have vitamin IV regimes, passionate surfing. It was that privilege that's why we not to start Joining Hands. And it's interesting... <laughs> cancer so it's only eight years but even talk about the tension yesterday I was at the Mater Hospital undergoing another battery of tests for because the western medical system can be reactionary so yesterday was lung tests pelvic ultrasounds breast exams I think I had five tests and for me it was and I know it's kind of it, it is a choice, but it feels like a forced choice. And I know what can happen in kind of the click of a finger as well. Life can change. But yesterday, that that tension, I was, you know, at one point she was doing one test, and she said, "Oh, hang on." She was gone for nearly twenty minutes. Said I need another assessment from the doctor. So I was lying there on the bed, chanting, "Everything be right. Everything be right. Everything be right." So it doesn't. It kind of goes away, but it, again, it comes in waves. And yesterday I got home, my partner said, you're angry. I said, that feels like a waste of time. Like I could have been investing and in being lit up working on joining hands, mm. you know. So it does. It's frustrating. Mm. It's frustrating. It's not just the time that you spend there either. It's, it shifts your energy too, I imagine, and leaks into other time as well. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was phenomenal yesterday. I just been to this incredible Nia class, like with my sisters, dancing for an hour, open heart, enjoy, stepped into the hospital. And but it's also the the I was in the same room that I was diagnosed. So it's amazing. Body remembers. I'd forgotten, but my body was like, ah. A really interesting, interesting day. But for me, ultimately, it's about coming back to gratitude for being on the earth and being on the planet. And often I will come back and reflect on if I had, which I do, a really finite time left, where would I spend it? Where would I invest my time? So, but yeah, it's, it, it, is, it's, it can be frustrating, but it's what gives me a lot of strength and inspiration and and resilience, knowing what I've been through and and are capable of. Mm. But it, yeah, for me, I think gratitude and a reminder that yes, there's joining hands, but there's also life. So when you go through such a horrible day like yesterday or a horrible experience, are the are those the things that you try to return to to? to, I guess, help yourself get through it and, and keep going is returning to that 
that gratitude and to your your passion and joining hands and and the beautiful people around you hopefully as well are they the things that kind of help you get source energy again after such a draining experience yeah absolutely just grounding earth backyard under the moon you know I always reflect on what my learnings are you know brilliant reminders in without health you don't there's nothing without health there's nothing so in my mind go oh that's right and then they go no it's okay good reminders that you know of how important health is and that that needs to be balanced and integrated with everything else that I do Mm. so if I'm healthy and energized nothing else in my life works from being a mom joining hands being a partner we've got a new puppy so that (laughs) he brought me joy last night he's beautiful ah best yeah and and, you know I it's there's research out there that shows that puppies do help (laughs) well he's been he's only been with us for three weeks and I fell in love instantly and I've never had a dog and I was not a dog person He's very good of knowing my nervous system settles mm-hmm. and I'm on the, because I'm out in the back, I'm on the earth, I'm on the moon, looking at the moon. It's beautiful, beautiful. Oh, amazing. Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's special. So good. I have another question around inspiration, I guess, and where you draw that from and it sounds like you can find that within yourself in a lot of ways and the people around you when you have these practices and gratitude and your passion and and everything. Is there is there anyone or anything that inspires you to to keep doing what you're doing and to dream for others and to keep being innovative and growing and taking care of yourself and all of these things <laughs> that we need to do because they feed off each other too taking care of your you know part of taking care of yourself sometimes is feeding that passion so i'm yeah i'm curious to know who inspires you or what inspires you there are many people who inspire me i feel my girls are, I get emotional when I talk about my girls, probably one of my greatest inspirations. You know, when I went through cancer, that's what kept me going was those two little people. So they're still, you know, a huge inspiration and, you know, what what do I want to leave for them? What do I want to model? What do I want to show them? I want to show them that you can do whatever you want to do. Anything is possible. Absolutely anything. Be strong, be assertive, be confident and just be so true to who you are. I mean, that for me, that lights me up. That's a gift that I can give my girls. So they inspire me every day. And, you know, the the young people that, that we give back to, the homeless and vulnerable young people, for me, they are absolutely incredible, phenomenal. They're courageous, resilient kind so grateful they are open you know it still you know astounds me like I, I do a lot of our give back program myself so Tuesdays we spend Tuesday nights at the Red Cross Night Cafe in Brisbane under City Hall and they have up to 60 homeless and vulnerable young people access every Tuesday and Thursday night for food showers 
they can access services and we're also now I'm doing bodywork and energy work with them and you know it's incredible they walk in they go oh my god Kylie's here we can have a massage you know it's beautiful and the feedback from the staff are that you know Tuesday night one young man waited nearly an hour for his treatment so in that time staff were able to engage with him around connecting him in other support services so it has this incredible impact which is really hard to capture and share with our community you know the profound impact what we do has these young people who you can imagine you're on the streets you're homeless so you're in survivor fight or flight they can come in and for an amount of time they hop on that table they rarely talk they just can drop in and be and it's it's incredible so they inspire me with yeah their their level of gratitude and they're actually incredibly open and you know so inspired by the people who believe in me and our movement and get behind us so we've had businesses on board my cousin he has a shop fitting company on the gold coast he was our first angel like he invested from the start and not for equity not to get back he just gave us money and he still does now i'm misty-eyed (laughs) (laughs) this will be the sniffly podcast Thank you for sharing. It's I that moved me. You can't tell that from <laughs> from audio only. That moved me so much, and it's incredible to hear. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, Naomi. How can we help? How can those listening uh, support you and joining hands in in what you're doing in big ways or small ways? I know we've we've mentioned some already, but how can we help? <laughs> There's different, yeah, different ways and different levels of involvement mm-hmm. from absolutely our ambassador program, which I'm super passionate about, is one way to get involved. And we have ambassadors, we have hairdressers, organic cafes, body workers, gyms, bloggers, artists, eco-painting companies. So we have a range of different businesses on board. So that is one way to plug in. That's really simple. We also, for corporates, there's our workplace wellness programs is another way. We also run a, I think I mentioned it, a one-day retreat in March for International Women's Day and that's at the powerhouse in Brisbane. So, for example, for every woman that pays to come on that retreat, we pay that forward and provide a one-day retreat for a vulnerable and homeless young woman. Actually, next month on the 1st of November, I'm really excited. We're running our first one-day retreat for vulnerable and homeless young women in Brisbane, which is very, very exciting. So that's another way, attending our retreats. And then even sharing through your networks who we are, what we're doing is such a huge help. And we also have an online kind of give back shop. So from $5, you can jump online and buy a wellness session for a homeless and vulnerable young person. So from $5, that will contribute for a young person to access a yoga class. 
dollars or buy a young person a haircut. So there's that way you can also plug in and get get involved. Wonderful. There's so many different ways uh, with different, I guess, different levels of of what you what you need to give. If it's money or not money, are different ways of helping. So it's amazing. Everyone can do something. Yes. And is there anything before we go, is there anything else that you wanted to share about what you guys are up to moving forward? It sounds like you've got the retreat coming up and you've got lots of things you'll be keeping on doing, but is there anything else that you haven't mentioned that you wanted to to let us know? Um, I think for me it's just staying really, because I can get quite distracted and have a lot of new wonderful ideas. So for me it's about... Just staying steely focused and looking at how we can inspire and grow grow our community. And oh, that's what I did mention. We also have a monthly. This is something I'm super passionate about. Monthly group called Leaders with Soul that we run in Brisbane, which is as an ambassador that that's you're able to come along to that group at no cost. So for me, I want to continue to grow Leaders with Soul and that movement and, yeah, just look at having a greater and greater impact on our young people and community. We've just reached, we've just done over two, just given back, I think over two, I think it's 2033 wellness sessions. Wow. We've given back. So that's a huge milestone for us. That's really exciting across about seven different youth organisations. Wow. Congratulations and thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing all of that work for these people. And ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Pleasure. There's, it's, yeah, I think there's what's that saying that if there's something you can't stop thinking about, that's what you need to do. Yes, and I know this um, doesn't even compare to what you guys are doing, but that's what I was feeling with this podcast when you asked earlier about what started it. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And <laughs> it gets to a point where if, if it's taking up that much energy, you might as well invest the energy in doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. I received your email. There was something, there's a huge amount of energy and momentum behind Dream for Others podcast. And I was so, so excited. And I said to my partner, I said, this is going to be something really, really special and will change things. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking time out on your weekend <laughs> to talk to me. And I, I have gone through, I think, almost every emotion talking to you. I've been misty-eyed. I've had a big smile on my face. I've been deep in thought and reflection and everything in between so thank you for for sharing all of that with me and those listening and I've been taking notes <laughs> have you been talking myself about about things that I can do and yeah I'll share the links that you you mentioned uh, in the episode notes and yes just thank you again how many times have I said thank you I don't think I can say it enough but thank you thank you so much thank you Naomi for taking time and yeah trusting and supporting myself and joining hands and yeah I'm honored to be featured on your dream for others podcast it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank you for listening to the dream for others podcast with Naomi Arnold 
For episode notes, further inspiration, and access to my free resources, please visit naomiarnold.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to please subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, and share it with your friends or peers. Let's continue to dream for others, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.